So today, um, I'm up here to share my testimony, and also I want to share the grace that has fallen upon us in the conference. And while listening to Pastor uh, Deacon Tongwook's testimony, uh, I sensed a lot of the pain and suffering that you went through because of the spirit of Jezebel. And some people share that after listening to the to the message of, of Hosea, this book was actually preached during the pandemic. And a lot of people had to listen to the sermon in their households during quarantine. And I'm sure because you were sick and you were frail in your bodies, you would fall asleep sometimes. And, and I understand that Hosea may be new to you then because you weren't able to listen that, uh, that well back then. And even though the... Outwardly speaking, Hosea seems to be a simple book, but the revelation within the, 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 the text, this text is very deep. And I, I deeply enjoy uh, the, the message of Hosea. And there, I had a friend that was demon-possessed, and so she went insane. And this friend came to my house, And she went insane in a way that sometimes she would feel, she would sense this, uh, this, this uh, intrusive, she would get these intrusive thoughts to go and stab people in, on the bus or, or, or just take off her clothes in public. And while looking at her, I wanted to display the Lord's love for her. And back then, I wasn't married to my husband, but I think I was dating him. And uh, I wanted to go and visit her on Sunday. And so we got into a debate between me uh, about, about this issue. How, my husband was like, how can you, go to, how can you give up going to church and to, 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 to help out your friend on Sunday? And I said... Uh, the love of the Lord is greater than his, uh, his, uh, the offering that he wants to receive. And also, I wanted to, to, to share the gospel with my uncle, who was not a believer. And I, I told the head pastor back then of my church, saying, uh, I'm going to go help out my uncle for a couple of weeks, so please, please let me uh, freely go around and, and, and do this ministry. And it didn't work, but... And because of the message of Hosea, that is what motivated me to to reach out to these souls. But while listening to the sermons that were preached by Pastor Kim about Hosea, he talks about how we are beings that were created to live with the grace of the Lord. And we cannot survive without His grace. And while listening to this message, I really came in conflict with what was within me because I have been raised in the church and I was taught to do good, to do well to others. And people who are saved need to become the light of the world, need to become the salt and the light of the world. You need to uh, devote yourselves to others, to help out others. And living that kind of life was not difficult for me. It felt very natural for me. And through these sacrifices, I also received a lot of blessings. And it has become... It has become my pride as well. And for example, it's like this. When I, when I walk on a road and I see beggars or homeless people, I would not be able to pass them by. And I would give what little uh, allowance money I had to them. And my mother would always uh, scold me for that. And even if I was just on my way to my sister's house, older sister, I knew that she's going to give me some money if I went over there. And so on the way, I would bless others with the money that I had in my pockets. 
And even though I'm good at giving things, I'm, I wasn't that good at asking for things. And so even though I had nothing in my pockets, I couldn't ask my older sis, uh, these, these older sisters or other people to help me uh, with the things that I lacked. And even though my dad was uh, the pharmacist, I couldn't just sell the, the medicine and the drugs that he had. And there was once that I, uh, I had no money to go to, to take the bus to my school. And so I asked a random uh, lady, could you, could you please give me a little bit of money just for the bus fare so that I can go to, go to church or go to school? So that was very natural for me to give everything I had for others. And because I was... I would, I would uh, bless others with the things that I had. The Lord would bless me with more. And I thought that was rightfully what Christians should be doing. This is how we should be living. In the Bible, it says God is pleased more with, with, with uh, His love than ra- <clears throat> rather than our offerings and our sacrifices. And what God is saying to Israel in, through the book of Hosea is, you are beings that I have created. You are my people. You have to live according to my grace. You, you are con- connected with me through this covenantal love. So it's important for you to remain in this relationship, to receive out of this relationship. And the reason why this message uh, created a conflict within me is because I had a desire to, to show, I wanted to show the Lord I was doing well, that, that I'm blessing others with the things that He has given me. But the message keeps saying you need to receive grace, be in the midst of grace. And throughout the whole whole book of Hosea, God continues to say, Ephraim, you you have done this. Judah, you have to do this. And I thought this message is given to Israel because of their wickedness, because of things that they have done wrong, you know, assassinating their kings, uh, overthrowing their kings with crews. But that was not the point that God was making. The reason why he said this is because that's how, that's, that's the relationship that Israel had with God, a relationship of grace. And I, so because uh, so many things collided with me, I asked my pastor and then, um, several questions that I asked it before already. But he just said, just go listen to my previous sermons and your answers, will, your questions will be answered. And while meditating upon this book, I cried a lot. And I cried a lot during the conference because I couldn't listen to this message. I like being told what to do. So I always pray to the Lord, what should I do? Teach me to do this. Tell me what to do. Do you want me to clean the toilets for a month? I would do that. Do you want, to make, do you want me to make the, the pamphlets every week? Then I would do that. Living by grace is very vague and very abstract in my perspective. Even though I have a desire to receive this grace, I felt like people who need to live by grace are those who are not doing well by themselves. Because I felt like I was doing well already. I had this much saved up. I have this much uh, that I have built up for myself. I would just say, Lord, I'll do it. I'll do it. But God is saying, but God continued to say to me, you cannot live with my, without my grace. You cannot do it by yourself. So rather than scolding me for this, throughout the whole uh, conference, through, and through Hosea, God has been speaking to me saying, that's not how I made you. You have to live in grace. You have to live with the grace that I have given you. 
And when I look at Israel, as you know, a war has happened in Israel. And they say, the reason why they are having difficulty in this warfare is because Israel has given a lot of good weapons to Ukraine when their war broke out. And that's why, because they have a shortage of supplies, they're, they're having difficulty. And I thought that was pretty amazing that they were willing to give up their weapons and give the good weapons to Ukraine. And not just, uh, they, they do not just support these nations that are in the midst of war, but they go and help other, other nations when they're met with disasters, when there's, when there's a shortage of something. Israel is always there to help. And in our perspective, the things that they have done, the sacrifices that they made are great. And when you look at me, you may say, Mrs. Kim, what you have done for the church, what you have done for this, for this ministry is also great. But God is saying that's not important. The important thing is, are you in, are you in my grace? Are you maintaining this relationship with me? Are you my child? Are you my son? Are you my heir? Are you my holy bride? Are you a being that is living within my grace? Only then were you able to fulfill all the things that have been prepared for you. But in this world where it is required of you to use your own strength and put all your strength into achieving something for yourself, and also that is the characteristic of the spirit of religion as well. But that what has been that is what has been uh, controlling me for a long time. And even though I knew what I was doing was wrong, I still had this desire, this sinful desire within me to, to, to boast of the things that I have done for God, to show the Lord my, 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 my records, the things that I have achieved. And rather than being filled 100% with the grace of the Lord, I would say, Lord, I, only, I have filled 50% myself, and so I only need 50% from you. I'm saying, Lord, I have... I have a hundred bucks, so would you just fill the, the, the rest of it for me? And because of this desire, I couldn't listen to the message. I had difficulty listening to the message. On the other hand, um, when Pastor Kim is talking about himself on the stage, for example, the story of the taxi and, and all the stories that he talked about when he realized he is a king, while listening to his story, I was, I was kind of shocked because he knew who he was in the Lord. And once again, I was shocked when the Lord said, then don't you know who you are in me? Who you are in me? And my husband just said, you are the wife of the King of the Lord. So within me, I acknowledge that Pastor Kim knew of his own uh, nobility in God. And during this message, Pastor Kim also talked about how we are also gods with, with God. But He is an independent God while we are a dependent God. And uh, I, was, I, I would always say amen and try to accept that message. But it felt like Jesus and Pastor Kim were, were my older brothers. And they would both be telling me something to do or, or giving me a chore to, to finish. But on the last day of the conference, uh, all the Korean pastors sat next to me, or sat around me. And I heard my pastor saying, we are the child of God, you have to receive His nobility, we are the same as Him, we are the same in nature. But even though I was able to accept that in my mind, I couldn't accept it with my heart, with my, with my spirit. It, it, it was like the, the, the high priests of Israel uh, go, going against the words of Jesus, saying, how can you be the son of God? But even though I wasn't directly rejecting the message that was being proclaimed, I just couldn't fully accept that I had been made to be the same in nature as, as God, as Jesus. Because deep within me, I still thought that I have that original sin that, that uh, differentiated me from, from Jesus. <clears throat> so, 
So I was able to hear the chip of the great prostitute resonating within me. Even though I wanted to believe in the message that was being proclaimed, something deterred me from being able to fully accept it and acknowledge it. Because this is what I have learned through theology. Because this is what I've received from, 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 from the churches that I've grown up, uh, grown up in. In church, we're always taught to be humble, to become as humble as, as insects. And that's why Jesus had to come and bear the cross for us, so that we can become better. And I was too used to trying to complete uh, the salvation through my salvation through my works, through my actions. And basically, what I, how I was living is I was able to live without the grace of the Lord, because I could always try to prove of my word through my actions. And when I'm doing well, when I'm, when I'm doing service and having people be served by me, that's when I feel accomplished. That's when I feel that I am worthy of, of the grace that God has been giving me. And recently, God has been showing me a vision. And through Pastor Kim, God has been speaking of how our, our identity as His temple. Because the Holy Spirit is within us, we are His temple. That is very natural. And we are also His holy place, His holy of holies. We are His sanctuary. And I wasn't able to fully uh, appreciate the blessings that come with this, with this fact. But now I realize that I have put a lot of things within the temple that belong to me. The bread on the table is, have started to rot away. The, the light that was, the fire that was lit on the candles have been, have been uh, blown out. And also, I was filled with, my, own, my, my, my temple has been filled with my own standards. At the very least, I should, I should do this. At the very least, I should accomplish this. It's not the case. The, the temple of the Lord should only contain the message of God. But I have filled it with my own things. God speaks of how we have to be fully immersed in His message and be only immersed in His message and nothing else. But I have filled it with my own power, my own strength, my own standards. I have filled this temple with, with these other things. And when I realized this, uh, it was, it was just amazing to see how we are still living while, while doing this to ourselves and doing this to the temple of God. And yesterday, I once again saw this message and also the message of Matthew chapter 10. Chapter, chapter 9. Chapter 9, verse 13. This is, but go and learn what this means. So the Pharisees were asking the disciples, why is your teacher eating with, 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 with the tax collectors and other sinners? And before when I looked at this story, I just thought the reason why Jesus did not go and, and eat with the Pharisees is because they're healthy compared to these other sinners of the world. And Jesus was saying, you are doing well off by yourself, but these people need me, and so that's why I'm, I'm accompanying them. And that's why, uh, the reason why I, I uh, interpreted, interpreted the story in this way is because I wanted to become like the Pharisees. I wanted, I wanted to appear well, appear good, and appear righteous in the eyes of Jesus so that I did not need to be... Uh, pampered by him. But Jesus says, I desire mercy, not sacrifice, for I have not come to call the righteous but sinners. And every time I listen to the story, was you need to have mercy upon those sinners. But when I listened to the message of Pastor Kim, I realized that even the Pharisees thought that, what, that their way of life meant, uh, uh, meant that they are living in grace. So 
So in their perspective, they're doing well. They're living in the grace of God. And that's why they're able to point fingers at the other sinners saying they're not doing well. And they need someone like Jesus to come and save them. And I'm doing very well by myself and that's why I don't need that, that help. And rather than, being, rather than being within the covenantal love of the Lord, they want to become independent. In chapter 12, it also uh, shows a similar story. On the Sabbath, the disciples were eating with Jesus, and the people started to point, uh, the Pharisees pointed finger at the, the disciples and Jesus saying, you're working and you're eating uh, on the Sabbath. Before, I just thought the Pharisees were in the wrong because they're just blaming the disciples for doing what seems like a very minor act. But I think the point to the story was that the Pharisees did not realize that they themselves also need the grace of the Lord in order to live. And that was what the disciples were doing. They were living with Jesus. They were, they were living through the grace of the Lord. But conversely, the Pharisees, even though they should be doing the same, they're saying, I'm different, I'm holy, I'm righteous. Even though they, that they know that this covenantal love means that they cannot live without the grace and the compassion of the Lord. The holy bride cannot be without the groom. The son cannot be without the father. But yet they separated themselves from that group, saying they are, well, they are doing well by themselves. And I saw a lot of myself in these uh, Pharisees. And rather than receiving the love of the Lord as, as, a, as His being, I have tried my, my best to become holier, to become better than others. And a lot of things I have achieved have become uh, my, my, my pride. And so I acknowledged this before the Lord. Lord, you're right. And my, my husband is also right. So I pray to the Lord, would you take out the chip of the great prostitute within me so that I can enjoy your grace, so that I could be happy and be joyful whilst not doing anything by myself. And rather than being, than being rebuked and being scolded for, for the things that I have done, I just want to be complimented about my existence, about my, uh, about my being in you. And that was the prayer that I offered to the Lord during the conference. This morning, I was praying before the Lord, and the Lord suddenly just showed me Abraham. And living by grace, sometimes we think that living by grace means everything is free, everything is, everything is easy going. But when you look at Abraham, in order to bury his wife, he bought the grave, the, 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 the place to bury his wife, even though the, the person offered to give that land for, uh, to Abraham for free. The reason why God showed me this story is because He wanted to just let me see how I have been, I have been uh, interpreting His grace. I think that living by grace means you're living a poor life, that you're always, you always have to receive from others and be like a beggar. And we're not sure about the, the amount of riches that Abraham had back then, but he was more than capable of... of, 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 of doing all this. And so he bought that land and became the Lord of that land in order to bury his own wife. And that was the first land that he possessed. And then he slowly expanded that land that he possessed. And even though Abraham has made countless mistakes before the Lord, the Lord continued to lead him and guide him to greatness. And like I said before, in my case, let's say I need 50 bucks. Then I would pray to the Lord, saying, Lord, give me 50 bucks. Because I have, uh, the amount of money I need is, is, is 100 bucks or 1,000 bucks, but I have gathered 90, 950 bucks already, and so give me that 50 bucks so that I can, I can, I can, I can, I can 
you know, go on that trip or go on a vacation. But God showed me recently that that is not how you live in grace. Living in grace means if you need something, then I, w- I would prepare it for you. If you dig beneath your feet, then you would be met with the well that I have prepared for you. And that is grace. That is the covenantal love. That is the Lord's relationship with us and with Israel. He is not there to help us to fill up with the things that we lack, but He is able to help us to transcend our limitations. And living in grace means you're manifesting my image in you, through, or through you. God showed me Jacob and also Joseph. When you look at the life of Joseph, it is very tragic. He's been, uh, 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 he was sold to Egypt, but yet he was never hurt. Because he still believed that God's covenantal love was upon him, even whilst he was being sold as a slave to Egypt. And Joseph understood the life of grace. And Chang uh, Song, the first person that testified today, uh, I'm going to share her story. Anyways, within us, Uh, Please follow along. Do you know what I'm trying to say? And even though we ourselves cannot even dream of of such things, but God helps us to achieve those things, even though they're outside of our possibilities. And before the conference, our family was uh, enjoying vacation in Malaysia. And Deacon Kim was there, the, the, the CEO of, of Ant. And recently they, they, were, they were going through um, a trial. And during the conference, uh, the trial was dismissed. And while looking at what, the, what happened to Ant, I was reminded of, of King David. All David did before he became king was he fought for Israel. He fought for the Lord. And every every, uh, battle that he went on, he was victorious. And he became a warrior. And then God uh, uh, made him to be the king of Israel afterwards. And in our church, whenever we we do these overseas conferences, we would also gather together uh, to to intercede for the conference. We fight, we we engage in spiritual warfare. And actually, in the beginning of this ministry, we only fought when when the enemy has attacked us first, when we felt like things were stolen from us. That's when we would fight and defend ourselves. But now we're engaging in this battle beforehand. And that's how God has been training us and nurturing us for the past uh, a few years, a few decades, we are taking back the things that were, were taken and, and stolen from us. And we have been made into, made into warriors of God. And what is the type of grace that you are seeking in the Lord? Is it just money? Is it just children if you don't have any children? And you cover up all this powerlessness with, with, with false humility, saying, I have no ambitions, Lord. All I need is this. This is just enough. I'm satisfied with, as long as you listen to this prayer. But that's not how we should be living in the Lord. He lets us dream dreams that, that, that are beyond our imaginations. And not just dream of these things. He would help us to achieve and fulfill these dreams and these visions. And God's blessing for us is that He's going to bless those that, that we bless and He's going to curse those that curse us. So nowadays, if somebody blesses me, I would pray to I would pray for that person, saying, Lord, would you bless that person as well? Before, I was, I was very uh, sorry for receiving these blessings from, from the people of the church, but now I have become bold. Even though I have nothing to give back to that person, I will bless that person with my prayers. And I know that God is going to compensate them for whatever that they have sacrificed to, to bless me. 
And I think one, once every one or two years, I would gather up all the things that are not used in, my, in our household and just give it to the people of the church. And the reason why I'm able to do this, and even my husband sometimes says, you must be rich being able to give all these things to others. But I can do that because I believe that God is going to fulfill what I need. But if you have a different faith, let's say, for example, you had a faith that, that, you, need to, that you don't know what's going to happen in the future, and so you have to keep everything uh, and in case you need it in the future, then you won't be able to bless others with the things that you're not even using on a daily basis. And when you have this faith, you, you know that you're constantly going, going to be begging the Lord for the things that you need. And because you don't want to do that anymore, that's why you, pos- you try to possess more and more so that you're better prepared to face whatever may happen in the future. So if you need anything, please come to me. If I have something, <laughs> if I have something that you need, then I might just give it to you. But anyways, uh, this, I have just kind of explained the great, the trip of the great prostitute in a very gentle way. But I think, I think many people will be able to relate with me. We have been listening to the message of Pastor Kim for for one or two decades. We always say, "Amen." That's right. Amen to that. But within us, we say, then what? Then what should we do? If you take this away from me, then what do I have? What more can I do? So that's why we gather, we, 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 um, we store more things within our temple with, with toothpaste, with toilet paper, with all the necessities that we, may, we might need in the future. And rather than meditating upon the word, we still follow after our own desires and the standards of the world. And we live satisfied with the, the, the small amount of things that we receive from God. Now, uh, you have to realize how much of a loss you're experiencing uh, whilst not receiving this grace from the Lord. And the story of Chan Song is going to be shared by my, by my husband, apparently. So I'll let him share that story later on. And my, my daughter-in-law, uh, she went to the hospital a couple months ago. And her, her results were she would have a high possibility of not being able to bear a child. And so I told the intercessory groups to pray for her. And not even a month has passed, and she came back to me saying, I'm pregnant. And this itself is the grace of the Lord. But many, th- many times we mistake this, these things as, as a great suffering, that, we cannot, that people of the Lord should be able to bear a child without any, any difficulties. It is not right for you to be barren and stuff like that. But we need to we need to maintain in this in this covenantal love and maintain the joy and happiness that God gives us because if it is if it is his grace if we have his word then the temple of the lord will, will flourish this should no longer stay as a, a theory but be applied to our lives israel is in the midst of hardships <clears throat> And even though I pray, Lord, would you do this, would you do that? But more than anything, I'm praying that Israel will return to the Lord. Because the Lord knows of all the incidences, of all the events that are happening in Israel. And it is the same for us. We need to let go of the things that we have been holding on to. We have to let go of our own pride, our achievements, our own armies, our possessions. All the things that you have built up, you need to let go and and throw them out of the temple. And truly hold on to the Lord, His message, and believe in the power of His word. God God continues to say, look at Abraham, look at Jacob, look at Joseph. Look... Look at the forefathers of Israel before even before the law was given to them. Look at how I, I blessed them. 
I do not bless them because of what they have done. I do not bless Abraham because he was a great man. I do not bless Isaac for, for his, his knowledge. I do not bless Joseph because of his skills and his talents. I bless them because they are my children, because they are my people, because I have given them my promise, because they're within my covenant. That's why I bless them. Amen. Let's pray. When we pray, Lord, help us to fight against the spirit of religion. When we have this, this, this spirit of religion, even though we, we pray to the Lord, saying, Lord, would you give us your presence? Would you, would you be with us? We would open up our eyes small, small, uh, little, and, and see if what, what has happened before us. Is my business getting better? Is my children getting better? Is my family getting better? Because in the end, that, that was our desires, and that was, the, that was what we think was proof of your, of your grace and of your presence. But Lord, instead, would you give us the faith of Abraham? And Abraham's son Isaac also married very late. And his, and his wife died. And the Bible doesn't even say Isaac had, had a good faith. But it doesn't, the Bible doesn't say that Abraham was worried about his offsprings. Because they knew that God. God was in charge of them. What they held on to was the promise of the Lord, the relationship that they had with God. That God, and the faith that God, God, God uh, upholds His covenant with His people. And let that grace upon, come upon our church so that we may also become outstanding and become excellent in God. Especially let this blessing and let this faith come into our, our church businesses. No longer should we pray saying, Lord, help us, help me to become like Him. I want to be as good as Him. No, let go of these, your, your own dreams. But receive the dreams of God. I will let you dream. I will, and I will help you to fulfill the dreams that I have given you. And Lord, would you forgive us for, for seeking out, uh, our, for, for trying to fulfill our own necessities. Forgive us for polluting your temple with our own possessions. Even though you, the even though the lampstand has been blown out, even though the, the, the bread on the table has been rotting away, we have continued to pour this temp, uh, fill this temple with our own things, with our own dreams and with our own standards. We have lost sight of the glory of the temple. But Lord, would you purify this church? Help us, be, help us to be filled with your message. And right now, this church is being renewed through the, the uh, memorization uh, Bible memorization of the ends of kids. Help us to also empty ourselves so that we can receive this message of this new season. Help us to see how your message leads us and how it is activated within us. So help us to regain, restore all the, the, the glory that we have lost, all the holiness that, that has been taken away. Let's pray. Praying, I was reminded of something. It was while looking at Hayom. It's not just her story. But I know God spoke to me saying, You have me, so what else do you have to worry about? You just pray and I'll listen. You know, you're praying to me and I love you, so what is your what is your problem? And when I married my husband. I was surprised with one thing, and that is he's very different to my, my father. And I wanted a father, I wanted a husband like my father, but he was a, a very different man from my father. And I was worried about this, but I couldn't even speak about this with my parents, and so I asked my aunt. And she said, your father was worse than your husband when he was at his age. And that was, uh, that was when I was reminded of his past self. 
So what I'm trying to depict from the story is that we don't have to be worried, be concerned about our current state or what is happening to you right now. Because God, there's nothing that God cannot do with us, through us. So have faith that He's going to make you become better. And let's praise the Lord for the great things that He has done for us and also that He is going to do through us as well. Let's greet one another once again. Do not be too surprised at Choose to surprise because I'm going to be pray. I'm going to pray for you. So I'm very excited to see what is going to happen through my prayers. Amen. I'm going to share some of the spoils of war that we have received from the conference. Sister Hyun-sung has made some great uh, PowerPoint slides to, to better show you guys what we've received. In this conference, the spoil that we have received is the never-ending love of the Lord that has been poured upon his remnant. The more we go, the, the further we go into the Lord, the, the better His uh, presence becomes. And as time goes by, and no matter what land we, we reach out to, and I'm sure we're going to meet them in February as well, but there's a special, unique love that He pours upon His remnant. And the grace, and His grace is able to fill up whatever we lack. And the grace and, and love and presence that He's being, is, he, that He's pouring upon us right now is, is very different from before. And God has done some things to, to break our desire of security. During the Malaysia conference, Pastor Raymond, who was in charge of the conference, uh, was greatly sick. He only got out of the hospital like a day or two before we went uh, to Malaysia. But of course, uh, they were able to uh, prepare for the, for, for the conference through the grace of the Lord. So this place was an, was an hour away from, from the conference location. And apparently um, there was a great earthquake that happened in the Philippines and that affected, affected uh, Malaysia as well. And so these are the, the houses that were destroyed because of the earthquake and, and, and the flood. He displayed, <laughs> presented. <laughs> so wherever we go, the Lord will display His judgment, also displays blessings upon that land. So this is how he manifested uh, his, his, his effect. And as you know, there was the, the, the Chinese pastor that came before. And this pastor, his son, if you, you probably remember his son because Pastor Kim said this, this son is very, has a very innocent and pure noose. And that's why he's able to see angels and stuff like that. But uh, this pastor, um, as you all know, probably left uh, left or escaped China on, on Wednesday. And all they had was a little bit of money and, and, and a USB containing the message of Zoe ministry. And they escaped China to, to, to escape uh, the, the persecutions that they have been receiving. So anyways, God is casting away this, the desire of security within us. It is out of us. So this player cannot, cannot be on the play field anymore. Yeah. 
Next. Rather, the Lord has filled us with His boldness, His faith, and uh, the anointing of martyrdom. Next. This is the power of the name of Jesus. And it is the... And it's the coming of the line of Judah. And many times we have sang the song of the line of Judah. But now the line of Judah is actually actually going to rise up. And this this the scene is from uh, Narnia, the Chronicles of Narnia. And when Aslan came back and roared. Uh, his breath of life came and, and melted down all the, the, the statues that were created by the, the evil witch. The white witch, was it? So anyways, this breath of life is coming to restore us, to revive us from our hardened state. And Jesus himself has come, come back to, to help us and fight with us in this, in this battle. And the song that we sing today, I Speak Jesus, uh, when we sing it here, it's not as, um, as, as, as heartfelt. But when you sing that song in Malaysia, you can actually sense that the people are praying and singing out of their hearts because they actually receive these persecutions. And this this uh, presence of glory that has been poured upon the remnant in this new season. The whole conference was filled with this new uh, new presence. So now, what is out is our our mind theory and also um, practice. But rather, we are filled with the impartation of the of the Holy Spirit. What came to me a lot uh, the most. In this conference, was, in 2008 is when we first started to to hold conferences in Singapore, and the people over there were very good at at analyzing the message, writing it down in notes, organizing it, and memorizing it within their minds. But now they they have stopped doing that. Next is the out uh, outing of uh, effort, preparations, and. But the presence of the Holy Spirit has come upon the remnant. And he comes to confess his love for us. And he comforts us and encourages us for for all the things that we have done in him. And next. This is an image of a father and a son. And the love that the groom has for his bride and the love that the father has for the child is what uh, is how we can explain the Lord's love. Out with the spirit of legalism, out with uh, the spirit of uh, despair and the spirit of uh, accusations. And again, the nuclear reactor of the gospel has started to churn. And because we, and before we didn't have this uh, nu- nuclear reactor, and the spirit version was within us, and that's why when we receive the message, we would say, "Then what? What? What should I do? How can I can I fulfill this?" Because now this is all cast out. We can receive the message through faith, being His heir through revelations, freedom, gospel, righteousness, Holy Spirit, promise, and also grace. And out with the spirit of powerlessness. The whole church is going to become, uh, has become ministers. And this, during this conference, you could, I was able to see how the 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 the, the, uh, the brothers of our church were were actively ministering the the congregation in Malaysia. And I, I was very thankful for 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 their service and for their ministries. Next. Out with concerns and worries, also out with being timid and afraid. But rather, we are filled with the identity of, of the firstborn, and we are also filled with great faith and confidence. I told the people over there that being concerned and being worried 
comes from the spirit of religion as well. But, but actually, when you're filled with faith, you become very uh, cold and, and, and sharp. Cold, right? Cold, right? Level headed, collected. And many times, because we're filled with our own thoughts and with our own concerns, we, 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 uh, uh, we obstruct the work of the Lord, thinking we need to rest for the work that we have done. But instead of that, we have to be filled with the identity of the firstborn and be confident and bold. And now out with, with compromises. And instead, we have to be filled with uh, uh, the identity of an heir, of the heir of the Lord. So now, what should you do when you need to hail a cab? You should tell the cab to stop in front of you. Out with compromises. You have to realize where you're from and where you're headed. Your life comes from beyond this universe. It cannot be held by this universe. And that's why whatever... Uh, there's no spirit in this universe that come and take away that life from you because it comes from beyond this universe. We are filled with his purity, his boldness, his joy, his freedom, and we can. that's why we can become his martyrs. Out with the oppression of Jezebel. But now, uh, the monarchy has been restored in Malaysia. On the last day of the conference, we were praying for, for, for the people of Malaysia. And even on the last day, some people, we, we were not sure if they received grace. And we were asking, is JB doing well? Is, is Penang doing well? But even though there was a great victory and a great presence during the conference, Still, some people felt like they were not fully restored yet. But I saw a vision on the last day. Uh, there was a person that came out and shared a vision that God has given, God has us, uh, bestowed five golden rings, no, golden keys to the pastors of Malaysia. So they hold the key to the new season for Malaysia. And actually, these pastors, because they're not native Malays, they come from uh, Chinese heritage, they're regarded as... Um, foreigners. foreigners, yeah. They're regarded as foreigners <laughs> in their own country. So before now, rather than fully uh, revealing themselves as the Church of Malaysia, they have been running away. They have been hiding themselves. But God is changing that. He's, he's gonna give the, he has given them the royal authority to, to become an influence upon their land. In the case of Singapore as well, Pastor Ivan was not sure if he had, the thing, if he had what it took to, to be the representative, representative of Singapore. But in this conference that was restored, he has given them the identity as, as, as his, his royal king of Singapore. So, out with the oppression of Jezebel, and out with uh, spiritual ignorance. Rather, we're filled with the spirit of the prophet, prophetic spirit. Next, out with fear. If we fight, we will win. And the reason why these kings will be victorious is because we are also going to pray for them and fight with them. And we continue to pray for Africa, for Central America, for... And for China. So the more we pray, the more they will be able to experience uh, victories. So that's why it is out with the fear, uh, spirit of fear that was uh, in Malaysia. 
This is uh, the prophetic spirit. Or during this conference, Pastor Kim talked about the spirit that is in charge of these these countries. Malaysia, it is a spirit of fear from 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 from, from Islam, and Africa is um, the the tendencies of of survival instincts. They live according to things that they receive. Latin America is uh, the spirit of religion that comes from the great prostitute. China is control, the control of the government and persecutions. And persecutions is actually a good thing for the church. But when you're afraid of that persecution, you, you, will, you will fall out of the dominion of God. And in Korea, it is the world. Through the secular things of Korea, K-pop, K-dramas, we are affecting and polluting the world. That is the work of the Antichrist in these nations. But even though what... When Pastor Kim said the spiritual warfare against these spirits that are, that are very prominent in your nations are easy. All you have to do is strike the head, which is the Antichrist. When you strike the Antichrist, the rest of it will be taken care of. Now these nations are going to be restored by the Lord. Next, this, what do you think it is? It's the authority of materials. I wish there were more gold coins to, to, to show how much God is going to bless us. I think I read in, in someone's uh, testimony that uh, God has, he saw God blessing the, 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 the church businesses and also the CEOs that God's authority of material will be given to them. And just like Joseph and, and Isaac, they were, they, they were blessed regardless of what, what they did. And likewise, I'm sure through these CEOs, God is going to, to, to manifest His victory and He's going to bless His church and bless the remnant of God through, uh, through, through their businesses. Out with the standards of Babylon and out with our, our rebellion against the Lord. But rather, we have to surrender before the Lord. And when you read the testimonies of the attendees, a lot of people wrote about their surrender before the Lord. Then your holy temple will be restored and you will receive this pure joy of God. So out with the standards of Babylon and out with our, our rebellion against the Lord. Next. And so this is the temple that I have spoken of before. God has given his lampstand, his holy of holies, and a lot of the Ark of the Covenant in his temple. But you have filled it with, with your own decorations, with your own uh, amenities. But let's remove them and restore this holy and pure temple. This is enough. You are enough. And this signifies the, the, the unification between us and Israel. And we can say our nation is on the side of, of Israel. But in the case of Malaysia, their country is, is, is a Muslim country. And the funny thing is, whenever we, we go to these overseas conferences, Pastor Kim always talks about the against these forces. For example, he goes to Malaysia, he talks against uh, Islam and Muslims. And when he goes to is was it Central America or, or Latin America, he would talk about the things that the great prostitute has done to their nations. So, during this conference. On the third day, during the evening service, uh, we prayed for Israel. And the, the worship did not 
start out being very, um, uh, very, very easy going. But as soon as we started to pray and fight for Israel, that's when the whole the conference was filled with the glory of the Lord. And now God is going to give us uh, His timetable, which is centered around His remnant. In this conference, we fought alongside of, of people of Malaysia and people of China. In the midst of these, uh, these, these many difficulties and actual events that are happening around the world, we were victorious in our spiritual warfare with them. And that's why the timetable has been shifted to be centered around the remnant of God. So out with the spirit of religion and out with the, the chip of the great prostitute. And instead, we are filled with the fullness of the Holy Spirit. And it has to become our daily habit to, to maintain that fullness. So no longer should we, focus, should we be focused on our actions, on our habits of doing like daily devotions and, 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 and focusing on the action instead of what is important, which is maintaining the fullness of the Holy Spirit. So the spirit that tried to kill Zoe ministry is the spirit of Jezebel. These are the words that Jezebel speaks against us. For example, how, how many years has it been since you have been in this church and yet you're, in, you're still not becoming better. To the Zoe Ministry, Zoe Ministry churches, she may be saying, you have no hope, you're, you're but a small church without any power. And to Singapore saying, you're, you're all by yourself. How can, you, how can you manage this nation by yourself? To the churches of China saying, they're saying, you're, this is your end, this is, you're near, uh, this is the end for you. And to us, uh, the, the parents might be attacked, say, uh, attacked, saying, how can you trust this church to raise your children? Shouldn't they at least study so that they can excel uh, in their academics and go to a, a better school? But out with all this. Instead, God is saying, you are noble, you are great. You have uh, the, the freedom of glory. You have power, you have the Lord's abundance and His riches. So let's greet one another saying, you are, you are noble, you are great, you are excellent, you are awesome. You have endured well. Yeah, you, have, you are victorious. And lastly, out with the spirit of separation. Up until now, the enemy has used our weaknesses against us to, to create separations within this community. But out with that spirit, instead we are filled with his unity. And now we're returning to our, our, our hometown. And you guys know, probably know this couple. They, ha they have stayed with us for a couple of months. And whenever we greeted them, they would start to cry because they know how precious this ministry is to them. That they cannot live without the truth. So their image, their appearance is also our, our appearance. But this appearance was also showing within the pastors of Zoe ministry. And I asked them, do you, do you realize now do you realize that this is the spirit, uh, this is the, the, the chip of the great prostitute? And finally, these pastors are accepting the fact that they have been controlled by this chip. So it is time for us to return to our houses, to return to our home. No longer should we be controlled, be controlled, be, be nervous, be timid, uh, be comparative, and also be in the midst of despair. Rather, we're filled with with care, with comfort, with, with endurance, with forgiveness, restoration, uh, compassion, and also the calling of the Lord. I think that is the last slide. Amen. We have casted out a lot of things right now, so let's pray together.
Lord, we truly cast away these spirits. It is, it is uh, finished. So when a player is is ejected, uh, that player cannot come back on the pl- on the on the playing field. So since we have cast out these spirits, you cannot allow these spirits to come back into you again. <clears throat> so for many years, we have been ministering Singapore and Mal- uh, we have been ministering Malaysia. But the churches in Malaysia were felt really mm, oppressed and feel felt that they were less than the churches of of Singapore because Singapore was a was a richer country and they had better living conditions. But when, but when the Singapore church left this ministry, that's when the, the rest of the churches of Malaysia and also the Pastor Ivan's church started to get unified. And they have become one right now. They have become a family. So let's not compare ourselves anymore and repent. Lastly, let's pray together. Lord, you have blessed us and you have given us a great victory in this conference. And you might say, people always do that in these conferences. They always receive grace and they always testify and they always play around like, like trains on the last day. But even if that does not happen, even if the people stay silent throughout the whole conference, you have to believe that through your prayers, God is going to send His victory upon us. We have cast away a lot of uh, a lot of these spirits. A lot of these spirits have deceived us, have tricked us up until now. But they cannot stay within it within us anymore because if we have casted them out, they are ejected. They are ejected from the playfield. So let's pray. <clears throat> Lord, Father God, we thank you. Thank you so much for allowing us to be to be blessed through this year of 2023. And thank you so much for toiling the soil of Malaysia and also Singapore. Would you let them be re- to stand up as a victorious church in this new season? And could you continue to bless your own church? And let the church members receive all the spoils of war that, have been pro- that has been proclaimed today. Would you open the, the, the doors of 2024 upon us so that we would be shocked and be surprised to see all the blessings and all the events that you have prepared for us? Would you shake and fill uh, our, our hands to, to, offer, to, uh, to offer, offer these offerings to you so that we can become a source of blessing to those who are poor in spirit around, around the world? Fill this church with the authority of materials. Bless your CEOs. Help us to be overwhelmed, to be filled to the brim with your offerings. Continue to bless this church. Now, through the grace of the head of church, which is Jesus Christ, and the holy love of the Father, and through the indwelling, comforting, fulfilling work of the Holy Spirit, let it be upon those who are willing to receive all the spoils of war that has been given to the Malaysian conference. Let it be upon this country and be upon all the missionaries that are sent out, sent out from this church from now on till forevermore.